What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening. This is Joey Svensson. And I want to say that I am a Christian. But I feel like what most people think an evangelical is, I'm not. And what most people think an evangelical church is, I work at and love. I tend to see things a lot differently and like many others have changed a lot in my faith. Coming from a fundamentalist, don't wear shorts, dress with witness, wear for school or feel guilty, no dancing, no beer when you're 21, evangelistic church upbringing. I now live by the rule that critiquing the church demonstrates love and reveals genuine care when done in a loving way. So I call this podcast Pastor With No Answers because honestly I found myself less concerned with being sure about so many things because I don't think we can be. This actually seems abundantly clear just by the sheer number of denominations existing today. Maybe let's just stick with Jesus. So I, I do feel that my footing is very different from many evangelicals, but I have no desire or reason to leave the church I call family. The church community who I share so much love with, the, the one who sustained my family and I last year during my mental illness crisis. And I've got a secret. I'm nothing special. There's a lot of people like me in the same position. Maybe not all pastors. I'm sure there's some of those too, but there's many who are part of a church community and we can't stop thinking differently. We feel like it's even God ordained and and sometimes it's all just really, really hard. So I want to pop in on this podcast once in a while and share some things that I value and hold dearly as I've processed this beautiful tension over the years. Some of those years, to be quite honest, I was really a jerk behind the scenes. Now, to stay true to the theme of this podcast, please, please, please receive these episodes as my thoughts. <clears throat> sure, I believe most of them are pretty legit or else I wouldn't be saying them, but that that doesn't mean that they are. And so if I get a little carried away and maybe sound really assertive, please know that at the depths of all this, I don't claim any sort of dibs on truth. A couple of things before I dive in. In all fairness, one of the main head honchos over here at Seacoast Church second guesses whether he's an evangelical. I want to get that out there. I just think that most people would see our church as evangelical. And according to a lot of their definitions, it probably is. Also know there's a lot of evil in the church, maybe churches that are just flat out evil. And this can't be ignored and needs to be fixed. Shut them down receive a miracle. I luckily work at a church that's really trying, admits mistakes, open-minded to critique and new ideas. They truly want to prioritize love and they err on the side of grace, maybe sometimes too much, but I'd rather err on that than anything else. And I, I know not all of us have this experience, but I do believe it's it's probably more common than we think. I mean, only the bad stuff makes the news. So with that context in place, here's segment one of pastoring in an evangelical church 
as a non-evangelical confessions. So I want to share likely the most integral ingredient I found in balancing this tension, and that is simply to stop the dualistic thinking. I googled dualistic thinking. We all know Google is perfecto. So here's what it said. Dualistic thinking is the way most people think and act. It is the us versus them syndrome. It brings to some the internal comfort to know that they are part of the inner circle. They then feel reassured and their thoughts that their thoughts are the correct ones and feel vindicated that they are right and others are wrong. So here's a couple of examples of dualistic thinking. Police brutality shows us that cops are evil. They're trigger happy fools and no black man is safe when pulled over by one of these monsters. Cops are the enemy. Here's another example of dualistic thinking. We have no idea the pressure that is on cops and have no reason to judge their actions. They're heroes and the bad guys deserve what came to them. They shouldn't have been doing bad in the first place. Okay, so how about some non-dualistic thinking? Cops have really done some horrible things. Literally, some are evildoers and don't need to be cops. But man, some cops are heroes and do a job that's sacrificial to them and their families. I mean, putting their lives on the line. So you hear me? Cops are evil. Cops are heroes. I've listened and read a lot of Richard Rohr. Uh, uh-oh, Joey's gone. Let me press stop and move on to my other favorite podcast. He's listening to Richard Rohr. Well, there you have it. Some more dualistic thinking. It's funny. I actually felt inclined to say, I don't agree with everything he says, but, and the only reason I would ever think to say something like that is because we mostly think dualistically. We shouldn't have to say that. I mean, who do we agree with on all matters, thoughts, and opinions? I don't think there's anyone. By the way, a lot of these thoughts are highly influenced by an episode on his podcast called Another Name for Everything, and it's in an episode called The World, the Flesh, the Devil. I listened to that today, and so a lot of this stuff is is fresh on top of my head. And by the way, I don't agree with everything on that episode. (laughs) So through the recent years, I've spent a lot of time wanting to make sure that We see people, the church, and Christians, we're bad. We're not good people, bad Christians. And I still believe this, but I forgot one thing. People are also good, do good things, and have good intentions. So hear me out. This may be tricky, but the church is good, and the church is bad. And how can we expect anything more or less? As an organization, I was thinking about this, the church is like anything else. I mean, look at our healthcare system. It's good. It's full of many caring doctors and nurses, some who volunteer countless hours in third world countries. Our healthcare system is bad. It's a bunch of people that just want fuller pocketbooks and don't really even care about health at all. I mean, there's so much good and so many opportunities within a capitalistic society and so much greed and corruption. 
And a quick note, I mean, many of us like to point out specific sins of others and we neglect to see the systematic sins that we've accepted as our lifestyle. Joey Svensson, yours truly, I like to be comfortable. I like to be comfortable. Sometimes Jesus's words mess me up a little bit. And then I want to jump off the cliff of guilt. And that's dualistic thinking too. Maybe I should accept my wayward tendencies and daily try to get better. So here's the deal. When when people are involved in, in anything, I think there's always good and bad. And I, I don't think that there's any way of getting around it. So did you know that one of the most significant contributions to the abolitionist movement were Christians who were kind of off the grid, maybe having you know, a lot of them didn't have anything to do with organized religion. Good Christians, while some bad pastors whip their slaves during an after, after church brunch, underground good Christians were doing everything they could to put an end to the atrocity of slavery. Does that mean that church systems are altogether bad? Well, I'll ask you this. Do you think a house church disconnected from the church system altogether is altogether good? I'd say no to both. But here's what's most important to me. Both of them have within sincere people that are trying to love, trying to serve, and wanting to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. You have a lot of people that aren't trying, but when you gather a bunch of people together and and any sort of of church gathering, I think you're always going to find some very sincere, caring people that are trying to be selfless. Father Rohr said something so profound. He said, we live with the rule of you either have to be totally enthralled in the system you're a part of or leave. (laughs) That's crazy. And unfortunately, it's true. I mean, if we take on this mentality, it's like we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, I believe within very imperfect and sometimes completely misguided church systems, there's always likely to also be people within having community and trying to be more like Jesus. It's it's the yeast within the dough. Everyone's part of the problem. But if you throw everyone out, you don't get the good that they're capable of. Republicans and Democrats are getting further and further apart, digging their heels further and further in the sand. In fact, I think the sand is about up to their knees now. How's this working out for us and our country? I mean, we should want no part of this in general and especially in the church. This virus is teaching us a lot about coming together. Hopefully this permeates in the church, permeates the church, governments, and and all people and all systems. There's evangelicals who need a come to Jesus moment, no doubt, or maybe a couple dozens. I think even Jesus needs a little more time with some of us. And and there's ex-evangelicals who need a bunch also. I, I may be a lucky guy, but I'm friends with non-fundamentalist evangelicals who are honestly way more loving than a lot of tweeting ex-evangelicals that I follow. So stop with the boxes, man. I mean, not all evangelicals are like the ones who caused you pain. Not all ex-evangelicals lack love. And some of those ex-evangelicals, by the way, may feel convicted to be abrasive on social media for, for a deeper purpose. I, I know some of them, and that is the case. I talk to them behind the scenes, and I'm like, man, that person's the most sweetest, reserved, 
loving person I've ever talked to. So I think you get the point here. Things aren't good. Things aren't bad. And things are good. And things are bad. And I'll end by saying, I don't want to leave my church. I probably never will. I don't think we ever resonate completely with family. But if the family is relatively healthy and and brings life to us, we can always resonate with love. And this is how we'll be known by our love. I think there's something in the Bible about that. And, and man, we are getting further and further away from this. Let's literally knock this literal unloving shit off and get back to business of, of loving. And I also have a childlike faith in this fact that although extremely unmerited and undeserving, God's chosen to live within people and, and a special way who make up churches and let me restate that who make up the church. It's even more special when you think about capital C church all over the world. So I want to let this spirit make me more and more about love and understanding and less about being dualistic, less about being a know-it-all really wanting more of that in my life. I appreciate you hearing me out.